Hey, and welcome to episode 80 of World is Happy Hormones podcast. Can't believe we're up to 80. Feels great. <laughs> this week I am doing a Q&A style episode. I love doing the Q&A style episodes because I'm personally like, give the people what they want. You ask a direct question, I'll give you the direct answer. And as well, like I do Q&As on my Instagram every week. I do them on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I... I can't always give a full answer in a 15 second clip. You, you can't really give a full answer on anything in a 15 second clip. So I do like to expand and I've also, there's also a lot of questions that I get in quite a lot. And so I'm just going to cover the ones, well on today's episode anyway, I'm just going to cover ones that have either been asked a lot or that really need more expansion on. So I've got four questions in that I'm going to cover and we'll get cracking. So the first question, how do you reduce high cortisol levels? So cortisol is a hot topic at the moment. It seems to be a hot topic with me at the moment anyway. Um, I'm always talking about stress and some may ask the question is that because am I stressed so is it that I'm focusing on that or is it just the way the world is and a little bit of column A a little bit of column B as a naturopath I'm always looking at the root cause to a problem and what I'm seeing in clinic right now is stress and anxiety and worry and that is down, it's not wholly the fact that we're in a pandemic, but the pandemic has really affected people's mental health. It's affected their sense of security, their sense of safety. This all causes stress. Now, when it comes to cortisol, cortisol has been demonized. <laughs> cortisol is beneficial in small doses. In small doses, it can help boost your immune system, it helps with your, with your metabolism, and it's, you, get, you can get those short bursts of cortisol through the likes of heat and cold exposure or training. And it is beneficial in short doses, but it's when chronic cortisol, that's when there's an issue. So when people are going through chronic stress, be it from a pandemic, be it a stressful job, stressful home life, stressful relationship, when you're living through a stressful period over three, four, five, six, nine, twelve months, however long you're you're feeling stressed, this is gonna have a knock-on effect on your health. Because yes, cortisol in short bursts are beneficial but in long term is actually detrimental to your gut health cortisol completely disrupts your gut microbiome but not just your gut microbiome the way your body dis discretes <laughs> secretes your hormones i spoke about this in a previous episode how stress affects hormones 
we have the HPA and the HPG axis and when your HPA axis is in overdrive so this is your your stress response you it's having a direct knock-on effect on your HPG axis so that's your reproductive hormones I'm not going to go into all that because I did a full episode on it last like, I think it was last week and I could talk for hours on it again <laughs> So to answer the question, how to reduce high cortisol, there's many different ways. The first one is eliminate the stressor. What is causing you stress? Now, if it is the fact of being in a global pandemic, unfortunately, we can't remove that stressor right now. But we can take steps to work with it. So is it the uncertainty that has you in a chronic state of stress? Is it the lack of human connection is it the lack of normality like what is it that's causing you stress so if it's the pandemic right now we are still kind of stuck in it but if it's something as simple as the lack of human connection start reaching out to people if it's the lack of normalcy look i get it it's it's hard to to get that sense of normalcy in life right now if your stressor is work related if it is relationship related uh, your home life looking at areas that you can actually control so you can take a bit of your power back look at the things i want you to sit down and write out a list of the things that make you happy or the things that give you joy or purpose in life and i want you to start doing more of those things When we're looking at high cortisol levels, yes, I can tell you to take all these different supplements, but really you have to look at the cause. What is causing your cortisol to be so high? Once you have the cause, you can then change and you can change the reaction. If you don't know what the cause is, there there could be something else, something as simple as maybe are you on the pill or you're on hormon- hormonal birth control? If that's the case, then we're looking at the fact that being on the pill, that the synthetic, this, this, sorry, I'm stuttering today. The synthetic estrogen that is in the combination pill is inhibiting the negative feedback loop of the cortisol back through the HPA axis. So really it's looking at having to manage the likes of your adrenal glands then and looking at your liver function and your gut function and your bowels because it's the liver that is metabolizing excess hormones and then it's your bowels that's eliminating them so making sure that your diet is really on point you need to be making sure that you're getting enough root veggies in we need root vegetables to for the fiber to pull out excess cortisol and excess estrogen from the system you need adequate amounts of protein for proper hormone production. Again, you have to remember the cortisol is a hormone. It's a stress hormone. So making sure that you're having enough protein, good quality protein, organic meats, Irish grass-fed meat is really essential. Then as well, the likes of your essential fatty acids. We need essential fatty acids for brain function. And then as well, your methylated B-complex. These are all for the neurological pathways to be able to fire. And then grounding techniques, the likes of walking barefoot in the grass, going for sea swims, going to the woods, 
hugging a tree. I know I'm a tree hugging lemon sucking garlic crushing hippie, but go hug a tree. Studies are now showing that there is the mm, that the microorganisms in trees have a direct impact on our own microbiome. So go be a tree hugger. So reduce the stress. Try to eliminate it if possible. Look at your diet. Look at your sleep. Look at your lifestyle. What's serving a purpose and what's causing more harm? What can you remove and what can you add in? Your root veggies, fresh fruits, healthy proteins, healthy fats, your methylated B-complex, essential fatty acids, a good probiotic, we need to be looking at the gut health as well. They're your key areas for helping to reduce cortisol and the grounding. The next question that came in was any advice for PMDD? Now for anyone who doesn't know what PMDD is, this is premenstrual dysphoric disorder. It's similar to PMS, but it's a much more severe form of PMS. When we're looking at PMS, we're looking at about 20 to 40% of women will suffer with PMS throughout their menstruating life. And then two to 8% of those women will suffer with PMDD. So when we're saying that it's a that it's a more severe case of PMS, really what we're looking at is the psychological factors of it. So PMDD causes severe mood disorders, suicidal thoughts, body dysmorphia, paranoia, excessive fatigue, lethargy, basically your PMS on steroids. Now, what is the cause of PMDD and PMS? Well, there's no definitive cause. There's no, this is the cause. There's been many, many research studies done. What they believe is that for certain women, they're not able to regulate, say, self-regulate their hormones with the surges of the estrogen and progesterone. But one of the main factors that we're looking at with PMDD is serotonin. So when we're looking at PMS and PMDD, this is a sign that there's way too much estrogen in the system. And with excess estrogen, it's, it's inhibiting serotonin production. And serotonin, most of your serotonin, I think it's like 60 to 70% of it is produced in the gut. Again, excess estrogen will linger in the gut and causes a, an imbalance in your gut microbiome. When you're looking at serotonin, serotonin is known as the happy hormone. And when there is a deficiency in serotonin, you're automatically going to have some form of mood disorder or an issue with psychological conditions. So if you have been diagnosed with PMDD, first port call is looking at your serotonin levels and your estrogen levels. So we need to strip out the excess estrogen. So you need to be looking at your, again, your liver and bowel function. But then we need to look at your serotonin production. Now, 
what foods, what is it, what supplements, everything, what is it that you can take that's going to help with your serotonin production? Well, food-wise, we're looking at foods that contain tryptophan because tryptophan is the precursor for serotonin. So tryptophan is found in like salmon, turkey, high-protein foods. Um, if you're having salmon, make sure that it is wild salmon and not even organic salmon. It has to be wild salmon, farmed salmon. The what they're fed, what they're given, it's there. It still contains a lot of endocrine disruptors. So we really need to be looking at the wild salmon. Wild salmon, organic, free-range poultry, predominantly turkey. Then dark chocolate, a good organic dark chocolate, and strawberries. These foods all contain tryptophan. The problem with tryptophan, though, is like tryptophan is an amino acid. But we have what's known as the blood-brain barrier. And certain amino acids can cross the blood-brain barrier. Tryptophan, it, it, it finds it a little hard to get past that little moat and over into the brain. But what we see now is that if you eat foods that contain tryptophan but pair them with a carb, carb will, a carb will act as a bridge across the blood-brain barrier to help the tryptophan get there. So if you're eating the likes of your salmon, your turkey, your dark chocolate, your strawberries, now your dark chocolate and your strawberries do contain carbohydrates. But the likes of your salmon, your turkey, making sure that you're pairing it with a carb, the likes of a good root veggie, carrots, parsnips, sweet potato, beetroot, all these, it's all down to food combining. And then looking at other ways to help with the serotonin production or, or even the release of tryptophan. So like exercise releases tryptophan into the bloodstream. So in the mornings, getting a little bit of hit in. Now, if you're someone who is suffering with chronic stress, maybe not so much hit, go with a bit of liss because hit is causing more of a cortisol release on the system. So we want it to be nice and gentle. But you still need that that release of tryptophan but not just tryptophan but also uh, the the dopamine and oxytocin that you're going to and your endorphins that you're going to get released through exercises as well then daylight we need daylight to produce serotonin what you'll see in the winter months especially in ireland is sad seasonal affective disorder will increase and that is purely down to the lack of serotonin sunshine vitamin d is needed for serotonin production as well so 10 to 15 minutes outside without any sunblock on it is very beneficial i know there's the arguments with uv rays but we need 10 to 15 minutes of exposure to sunlight without any sort of block once you get that 10 to 15 minutes then you can put your sun cream on Then massage, touch. Touch helps helps to release dopamine. Dopamine and oxytocin. And as well will increase your serotonin. Touch is crucial for serotonin production. So I know right now we're in the pandemic and it's or we're in lockdown and it's very difficult to get a massage. But if you can get access to massage, if you have a partner, if you have a family member 
who can do misogyny, this will really help. If you don't have someone who can do massage, even hugging, a 20 second hug increases your dopamine and oxytocin hormones. So go to your loved ones, go to your friends and ask for a hug. I know we're meant to be six feet apart, but right now, if you have PMDD, if you're someone who is in a state of extreme anxiety, depression, paranoia, go get a hug. Find someone that is within your social bubble and hug them. Then supplements that'll help. Your two main ones, probiotic. Again, because serotonin, 60% of it is produced in the gut, we need serotonin. You need to have your good, your good gut bacteria balance, your good your microbiome needs to be on par. Again, excess estrogen causes an imbalance within your gut microbiome. So stripping out the excess estrogen through your liver health and gut health, but then putting good gut bacteria back into the system. So good quality probiotic. I always recommend the Udo Super 8s for yourself. With PMDD, I would be recommending the Super 8 Gold you need the high intense probiotic another supplement is 5-HTP so 5-HTP is a supplement that directly puts serotonin into the brain um, it's a supplement that we can take and it can cross the blood brain barrier and the serotonin production increases Anyone who is suffering with any sort of chronic anxiety, low mood, mood disorder, 5-HTP or even adrenal fatigue or chronic fatigue syndrome, 5-HTP is one that I would recommend but you can't take it alongside any medications for depression or any, um, any SSRIs, any medication that is acting on your serotonin on your serotonin receptors so just be mindful of that and always check with your healthcare provider if it's safe for you to take so looking at your food looking at your the foods that contain tryptophan your salmon your turkey dark chocolate strawberries pairing them with a carb looking at your exercise to release the tryptophan into the bloodstream getting 10 to 15 minutes of daylight every day massage touch and then your probiotics and your 5-HTP and then two other supplements they're the ones that I'm always talking about is your methylated B complex for the neurological pathways and also your essential fatty acids again for brain function for your EPA and your DHA levels so I hope that helps next question I got is my periods are irregular how can I help them so irregular periods <clears throat> if this is something that you've always had it's you, there's an underlying issue there's a there's an imbalance in your hormones there when it comes to irregular periods if your periods are shorter than 23 days or longer than 35 days these are typically non-ovulatory cycles so you need to figure out why it is that you're not actually ovulating what I would recommend is actually going to your doctor and getting bloods done, getting a full hormonal blood work done on your 
your estrogen, your progesterone, your testosterone, your luteinizing hormone and your follicle stimulating hormone to really see what it is that's going on underneath the surface. I would also be recommending that you get your thyroid checked because your thyroid has a direct effect on your reproductive organs or your reproductive hormones. When it comes to irregular periods, like we're looking at possible progesterone issue, possible testosterone issue, excess androgens. We're looking at maybe hypothalamic function, again, maybe thyroid function, maybe the likes of PCOS, but then when we're talking PCOS, there are many different types of PCOS. There's four different types of PCOS. So it's having to find out the root cause. So we could, I could sit here and tell you, do this, 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 and this, and that's going to fix your irregular periods. That's not how it works. I wish it was. I really do. But we need, everybody's body is different. Everybody's body is very individual. Everybody's chemical makeup is different. So we need to understand what are the messages that are going through your system? Where is there a glitch in that messaging system? What message is off? And when I'm saying message, talking what hormone because that's what hormones are they're chemical messengers that run through the system to tell your body what to do how to react how to respond how to regulate so finding the root cause of what is going on and then being able to put a treatment plan in place there are lots of things that will help to balance hormones the like again the likes of diet making sure that you're getting enough dark leafy greens berries everything that all your berries and dark leafy greens all contain polyphenols these are all good prebiotics again going back to the gut getting foods in that are going to support your liver function so all your citrus foods walnuts avocados your dark leafy greens these are all going to stimulate the detoxification pathways of your liver which is going to help to metabolize excess hormones and then looking at your bowels and your your gut health because it's within the bowel. We, we are pooping out all of the excess hormones and all of the toxins. So you need to be making sure that you're having enough fibre. And when I'm talking about fibre, I'm not talking about your cereal that is, says high in fibre because that's just cardboard. You're basically eating cardboard. Even when they say they're fortified with vitamins, those vitamins aren't readily available into the system. We can't absorb them. So getting your fibre from your veggies. But before doing all that, you need to go get your bloods done, find out exactly what it is that's going on and then put the plan in place. You can't really go shooting in the dark. You can, but you'll get better results when you know what you're working with. And then my last question Thoughts on Tinder hookups? Lockdown has me lonely. I just thought this was too good of a question not to put in. <laughs> um, thoughts on Tinder hookups? Go for it, don't go for it. How do you feel about it? It's, it's an interesting one. I did a full podcast on this last summer and I can't remember what number it was, but it was, the title of it is are you horny or just lacking connection? And 
complete clickbait title, but still, I loved it. Um, so last summer, I I remember I got to a stage where I was crawling the walls. I was so frustrated. And then it got to a stage where I was just, I was bored of masturbation. I was still horny but I was bored of masturbation and that made me realise that it wasn't actually sex that I was looking for, that it was just human connection. We are social creatures, evolutionary, going back to the dawn of mankind. We had tribes and if we were segregated from our tribe, it was instant death. Connection is huge. Connection is the basis of everything when it comes to the human life and the the human experience. It's connecting with people on a very deep level. So last summer, to do that podcast, I did a social experiment. So I went on to Tinder and everyone that I matched up with, I was like, look, this is the crack. I'm doing a social experiment. I want to know where you want it before the pandemic did you just join it now? What's the story? Is it that you're looking for hookups? Or are you actually looking to meet someone? Are you looking for companionship? Are you looking for company? And at first, most of them were like, well, yeah, I just want sex. But then when they actually thought about it, a few of them came back to me and were like, no, it's not the sex that I want. It's, it's that connection. So I want you to ask yourself the following questions. Are you horny? Or are you lacking connection? How do you feel about Tinder hookups? Because it doesn't matter what I think about it. My opinion on it means nothing. It's what your opinion of it is. Are you happy? To go have hookups? Are you not happy to go have hookups? Neither is right or wrong, it just is. There's absolutely nothing wrong with going for hookups, going for one night stands, whatever. Whatever you're comfortable with, that's what matters. My opinion means nothing here, it's what yours is. So are you happy to go for a hookup or are you not? then is it just the hookup that you're looking for? Is it just the sex? Or are you kidding yourself into thinking that it's just the sex that you're going for, but really underneath it all, you're looking for something more? Because look, we've all been there and that's fine. (laughs) But just be really honest with yourself about that. That if you're going into a hookup situation, that 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 is truly what you want. And ask yourself, sit down and just listen into your gut. Is it just a hookup I want or is it something more? If it's just a hookup, go for it. If it's, if there's something there niggling in the back of your head that it actually is something more that you want, I just have a little bit of reservation around that for yourself because in the long run, you may end up just getting hurt. I think in relationships, if people can be completely upfront and honest with each other, 
that's when things work. So even if it is just in a hookup, being able to say, look, I'm just coming for sex. That's all I want. I'm good. Don't want it anymore. Cool. As long as the two of you are on the same page, that's fine. But if someone if someone doesn't set their intentions straight away or doesn't let the other party know of their intentions, it's, it gets messy and it gets ugly and there's just miscommunication and it doesn't work. Honesty really is key. If you're looking, if you're not looking for a hookup, if you're looking for something more, say that too. I've been chatting to guys, yeah, I've been chatting to guys on Tinder and I was straight up, I was like, look, I'm not actually looking for a hookup right now. It's just not where I'm at. Nothing wrong with it. It's, I've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, I've had my whole days. No, and I'm not saying that in a derogatory sense or in a judgment way, it's just figure of speech. But I'm like, yeah, look, I've, I've done that. I'm good for now, I'm not really looking for that. And then they were like, yeah, cool sound. I'm only looking for the hookup. I'm like, great. I was like, it was lovely chatting to you. If I see you around, I'll say hi. Best of luck. No judgments. But when you're upfront and honest with each other, that's when you're... That's when you're setting the tone for two consenting adults to experience whatever it is that you want to experience together. It's honesty. Being open. So yeah, my thoughts on Tinder hookups. <clears throat> if it's what you actually want to do, go for it. Go have fun. Go let someone give you an orgasm. Straight up. <laughs> Enjoy it. But it doesn't matter what I think. It's what you're you're actually comfortable with and what you actually want to do. Lockdown has got us all lonely. I feel you. Figure out what it is that you really want and set your boundaries and go from there. So that's this week's episode of Orla's Happy Hormones. I hope it has helped. We've gone from cortisol to PMDD to periods to hookups and orgasms. All in a day's work. Yeah, the more I say the word orgasm, I'm like, go for the hookup. <laughs> I kid, I joke, check in with yourself. Make sure you're happy with doing that. Okay. Happy Friday and happy hormones. <laughs>